evening and welcome to another Game Notes podcast. I am your host, Tony Jones, your Utah Jazz beat writer from The Athletic, and I have a very, very special guest with me. Very, very special. Thank you so much for uh, coming on with me. And who are you? I'm Sarah Todd. And who are you? I'm the Utah Jazz beat writer for the Deseret News at NBA Sarah on everything. Follow me, plug, plug. AKA my competition. <laughs> we are sitting here in the United Center. They're ripping the floors up. The NBA All-Star Game is over. I can finally see the stage because I couldn't see the stage from my media seat when we were at the game. It was a really, really good game for... I thought it was a really good night for the NBA. Um, you know, having legends like Shaka Khan do the do the Star Sprinkle Band or do the National Anthem. Um, you know, the TikTok girl who, uh, who came on. That, I didn't care uh, about that. I did because my daughter cared about the TikTok. Um, but... Also, if we're talking about the Utah Jazz, we got to talk about Rudy Gobert. 21 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, one block shot, 19 minutes, did not play in the fourth quarter. Sarah, what were your thoughts? He was, I had no idea, had no, I did not expect for him to show out like that. I didn't. Nobody did. Yeah. And he was great. He was all over the place. And especially in a game that's usually offensive prowess that kind of shines, the all-star game, for a guy that's the DPOY, it was fantastic to see him. The funny thing about it was, and I think the most ironic thing about Rudy's performance tonight was, like, before the all-star game, everybody was like, well, Rudy Gobert's going to be in there. He's going to be boring. Like, you know, all he's going to do is dunk, and he's seven foot two. What's he going to do that's aesthetically pleasing for in an all-star setting? But he was terrific in that sense. Like, he had an, a behind-the-back pass. He multiple times grabbed rebounds and dribbled at least three-quarters of the length of the floor. Uh, my only beef for him tonight was that he did not pull a three-pointer because he had multiple opportunities to. He had one of the dunks of the night, the, the, the put-back dunk off the tray. Two of them, two of them right. tonight, he had the put-back off of the tray's miss. And, and the alley-oop. A uh, hoop from Trey at the end of the third quarter to tie it, which added even more stakes to the fourth quarter. Yeah, so he was, in terms of a, in terms of an entertainment value aspect, he was great in that, that sense, too. And I think that that was... For me, I thought that that was the biggest surprise of the night. Yeah. He, I mean, any doubters, go running because Rudy Gobert deserved to be an all-star, and he showed it out. Yeah, and he deserved to be uh, in the game. What do you think a performance like this, is it possible to take this and apply it to the rest of the year? Is there anything that he could take from this performance and, and, and kind of use it as a template uh, going forward for the Jazz as we head into the second second half of the season well like you were saying a lot of the things that people don't know about Rudy or they don't see on a daily basis is like him kind of showing aggressiveness offensively like some of the dunks that he had tonight it was like oh Rudy calm down like he really went after it I'd like to see him finish that strong and get after it like that in the regular season well I think one of the things that tonight proved and this weekend in general um you know you don't have to be in a big market to be a to to be a quote unquote superstar in the NBA, you know I thought that you know Donovan Mitchell the ambiance around him uh, throughout the entire weekend was was tremendous. He was obviously a popular figure, um, not only among the players but among you know among the kids and among the media. 
Rudy Gobert was the same way, especially internationally. He has a lot of international appeal because he was from France. There was a ton of media from France. And that's so important for the NBA. I mean, they're constantly trying to push themselves as a global brand. And for him to be like a global ambassador for the NBA, as well as a star in a small market, that's that's a two-time pairing that is very good for the league. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was good for the league. And I thought it was a good weekend for for the Utah Jazz, I mean, for them to have multiple players in the All-Star game for the first time since 2006, right now you look at Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and you're thinking this is your new generation, Stockton and John Stockton and Carl Malone. Um, and, I, and I thought that those guys, you know, obviously Gobert showed out um, when the lights got, got the brightest. Um, I, I thought it was a fun weekend. I thought it was a whirlwind weekend. I know for me, I covered Gordon Hayward's weekend when he was – uh, when he was an all-star in 2016. To me, this was nothing like, that weekend was nothing like what this weekend was uh, in terms of a popularity standpoint. I think that these guys are actually really popular uh, domestically and internationally as well. Yeah, and I think that just for the league in general, there was a lot of questions going into tonight about the new format change and whether or not that was actually going to be good for the game. And Yeah, let's so, get into that. What yeah. did you think of that? So the questions going into it were like, all right, if you're – basically playing to 24 at the end of the game, the way that the all-star game has gone in the years past, it's going to take two and a half, three minutes to get there. Right. Exactly. But those guys strapped up, right? The hope was maybe it'll create defense and boy, did it create some defense (laughs) to me? It might've created a little too much defense because I mean, we number one, that fourth quarter, those 24 points, it took, that was the best that that it, quarter was the best all-star game I've ever seen. At least since 2001. Yeah. I'm not willing to put it over to 2001 all-star. You were <laughs> <laughs> not that much younger than me. You are less than 10 years younger than me, okay? So you were alive and kicking and you were you were you were well into being a human being know, in 2001. I was, I, was, I was busy playing 8th grade basketball. <laughs> So anyway, people listening to to this podcast, 2001. If you don't, if if you don't remember, you go and just YouTube. Do yourself a favor and YouTube the fourth quarter of that 2001 game. Allen Iverson and Stephon Marbury bought the Eastern Conference back from a sizable deficit, uh, and the Eastern Conference ended up winning. And that was that was to me is the best All Star game that I've ever seen. But this, but this was yeah. this was up there. This was in the conversation. This was the best players in the world really going at it uh, on both ends of the floor. And I thought that the Elam ending, it brought that competitiveness it out. It was fantastic. The only gripe I have is that what a tragedy for it to end on a free throw. Let's yeah. be serious. Well, the NBA, I think the NBA should tweak tweak the ending. Can't to, win on a free throw. Well, that's it. If you can't win on a free throw, then people are just going to foul. What you can do is... You get three fouls on if if you have point game, or if you have one bucket. If you're if it's, you're in a one, you have one possession to reach the Elon ending. My proposal was that you get three fouls, and then on that third foul, you can end it in a free throw. Um, so that that takes away, or the the other, or the 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 other suggestion I have is. If you end on if you have a free throw to end it, the other team gets one possession 
to be able to to, I mean, to score could, a bucket in time. You could make the rules whatever you want. You could do if it's within one possession and a free throw would end it, then on that foul you get side out. Like you could do whatever you want. It's all star right. game. You can make the rule whatever you want, so that right. it doesn't have to end like that. It shouldn't right. end on an Anthony. It was Davis very, it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, and, and especially with the way like it was building. Yes, and I think you, you know, it would the, the best ending would have been if Bron had hit one of those two open threes that he had, <laughs> but he didn't make he didn't make either one of them. Yeah. Um, I thought the other the other criticism I have is why did Frank Vogel or Nick Nurse not not substitute in the fourth quarter? Those guys were gassed out there. Yeah, I mean, you literally had LeBron James sitting on the scorer's table during a timeout, sticking his tongue out, breathing, being like, man, I'm tired. Well, you had Giannis Antetokounmpo and the media availability saying, yo, I, I was out of breath. Yeah. So, you know, and I think in an all-star setting, I mean, I know you want your best guys out there, but I think that you have to have some deference for the guys that have to go back to their franchises and play. Um, and I, I just thought that, you know, they they probably both of those coaches, I, both coaches. I thought, you know, just being out there twenty five minutes straight was probably a little too much. Also, you know, in an all star setting, I thought that they both should have sucked. Yeah, if we're going to talk about obviously Rudy Gobert, big night for him, for us, for people that cover him, he deserved he twenty one points there. heading into that fourth quarter. He's the reigning defensive player of the year. It's a quarter that is predicated on defense. He deserved to have a sub. There was MVP buzz for him leading up to that point. He deserved a chance to go out there and at least try and get it. He easily gets 25 and 15. Oh, yeah. If he stays out, if he plays in that fourth quarter. And if he plays well in that fourth quarter. Blocks a couple shots. Blocks a couple shots. He's probably 27 and 18, 27 and 19. Those are monster numbers. Yeah. And you get 25 and 15 or 27 and 18, something like that, and your team wins. Guess what happens? Yeah. You get MVP. Yeah, and he was he was gunning for it, man. He looked like he was going. He he looked like he was going. I mean, I thought he was terrific on both ends on the boards. What did you think of Donovan Mitchell's game? I think, yeah, it wasn't that exciting, you know. And he like seven points, four assists, two steals. He was playing a little bit of defense early on when other guys weren't, but it wasn't as shiny and explosive as Rudy. Did you see the lack of lift on that dunk? He said after the game, he's like, I didn't have my legs underneath me. And I, I knew he didn't have the legs when he tried for that dunk because as soon as he left the floor, I was like, oh, my vertical's better than that. <laughs> so this is what I think. Donovan Mitchell, if you are listening to this podcast, and I know you aren't, or maybe you are. My vertical's definitely not better than. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, go home. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, just stay off your feet. Yeah, take just some naps. Just rest. Take some naps. Take a man. lot of naps. <laughs> Play some Xbox. Get online. You know, gamer. my gamer tag is skillful seal. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> come, back, come back in the gym. Get ready for San Antonio. Get back in the gym. Get ready for San Antonio on Friday, which is my birthday. Um, Happy early birthday, Tony. Thank you. I, thank you. Don't ask me how old I am because, you know. Don't worry. I don't want to know. I'll be 42. Oh, I am less than 10 years younger than you. I told you you were. <laughs> what did you think I was, you know, listen. All right. Sarah, how was your weekend? It was fantastic. I had a great weekend. Saw a lot of people from around the league that I haven't seen in a long time. I it's like a convention. Yeah, and the NBA world, especially for NBA media, is so insular and you know, everyone knows everyone, and it's really, it's like a little bit of like a family reunion. Everyone gets together, everyone sees everyone after not seeing everyone since maybe playoffs. 
Um, and then all the festivities and everything, I thought they did a really good job. It was a, it was a great showing. What did you think of uh, Chance the Rapper? Not that I saw him. Couldn't see him through the stage. Have no idea how it went. <laughs> um, what did you think? Uh, what did you think of just the ambiance of the of the entire game? Did you think that the, the league did a good job this year? Or? Yeah, and there, I mean, there was a lot of pressure to do well, uh, considering the tragedies that the NBA has seen in the last couple of months. Uh, there was obviously going to be tributes throughout the entire weekend for not only Kobe Bryant, but also David Stern, the former commissioner, and... They did a really good job. We had a lot of really great moments tonight. Magic coming out and speaking on Kobe and then holding a moment of silence for both him and David Stern. And then um, the tribute videos that played, Jennifer Hudson's honoring performance for him. All of it was really great. I think they did a really great job. I thought Jennifer Hudson's, she was unbelievable tonight. You know, I thought that the NBA did a really good job. I thought that they did, they did a good job uh, in general. Usually they do a good job. I thought Chicago was very cold. Yeah, Chicago, um, Chicago in February is not great. It was frigid. <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought, I mean, you know, the weekend, I mean, it's, it's like a family reunion for me. Um, you know, and the next time that we have a chance to have that kind of a reunion will be Summer League. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I thought it was fun. Uh, and I thought it was I thought it was a good uh, time to be had all around. I, you know, I, I was really impressed with the performance uh, from Gobert. Um, you know, and I thought that, um, I, I, I thought that, you know, just having a, a competitive all-star game, uh, I thought that that capped off a pretty good weekend. Yeah, it was great. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be nearly that competitive and it was really great. I mean, we had people taking fouls on purpose, drawing charges, blocks. People were the arguing were with arguing. Our, the officials. Mark Davis. Well, <laughs> I'd argue with Mark Davis if I could. <laughs> okay. We had people arguing with the officials. There was coaches' challenges in the NBA All-Star game. Multiple. Yes. And so it was it was more competitive than any that I've ever covered, for sure, and that I can remember in recent history. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. I'm really hoping that the NBA sees this and they know how good this is for the league and that they can kind of continue with that format as they go on. So thank you so much, Sarah Todd, for being on my podcast because you've been ducking my podcast for like I cannot believe you're gonna two months. Here. I cannot believe you're gonna sit here and pretend that I've been ducking you when this is the first time you've invited me. This might have been the first time <laughs> that I've invited you. So this is the first time I've invited Sarah. First of many. And first of many, and I am one for one in getting Sarah to do my podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, please subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, all of my podcasts are, are, on, are, are on The Athletic website. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, make sure you listen to the pod. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, and we will see you in a week. Or we will talk to you in a week. Signing off from the United Center, where they are ripping up more of the floor. There are no nets on the rims. This is Tony Jones, your host of the Game Notes Podcast. Thank you.